friends. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. This is episode number 138. Don't you dare feel guilty for doing self-care. I think that is today's main tome for you. I've been feeling this so deeply the last few weeks and I wanted to share with you some self-work and notes from my own therapist who is helping me through a little bit of a rough patch. I know we often talk on this pod about how we can be better and do better, but I think it's important to note that we won't be able to do better or be better in business or with friendships or with self-progress or maybe it's finances unless we're actually good ourselves. Take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. Switching gears a little bit, I will be back on the Today Show Wednesday this week. Here we go. I feel very grateful. Um, It's like going back to your old (laughs) chosen family. Um, I love my friend Adriana works there at shop today. And then my favorite producer, Katie, and just the team there is so wonderful to me. So thank you um, for having me back. It's such a pleasure. And I'm currently studying my wellness and beauty products that we'll be sharing on Wednesday. So you can actually check them out and try them out and Note that I've been using most of these products for at least a few years, some of them a little bit less because some are fairly new, but they are products that I use for um, wellness and beauty at home, especially on a budget and while the weather and the seasons are changing a bit. So first things first, I think that the melancholy in the air with the weather getting a little bit um, more ratchet is going to really start to affect a lot of us. So there's a a thing called seasonal effect disorder, S-A-D, no pun intended. We had lots of rain over the last few months, and there were a couple days in New York where we had several days of rain in a row, and, and the rain didn't stop, and the sun never came out. And on top of this, I love doing cat rescue, when the weather is shit like this because in my heart I know that there are hundreds if not thousands of cats and kittens out there that are going to die in these storms so one thing I prioritize during the times where the weather is really dark and just dreary is I know things will get better and then I also try to plan what can I do to step up my volunteering game while the weather is so horrible I also want you guys to know that I felt a tremendous amount of guilt for not being as present as I used to be, but I am so incredibly accessible to the general public along with friends and family and work colleagues. I would say cats too, but I imagine they don't know how to DM or text me. Um, It's gotten overwhelming and I think it hit me like a ton of bricks this year when I moved to New York. And I finally started to say to myself, and I don't know if you've said this too, I think 20 years of being readily available to other people, and I don't mean work. For me, paid work is really good. (laughs) But I mean like the excessive amounts of like 
bridal shit or weddings or just like going out to mindless spending, you know, meals out or maybe somebody is visiting you in town and they want you to just be there for them. But I can't. I'm at this point in my life where I have to take care of myself first and I don't want to feel guilty about it anymore. I have um, severe depression and sometimes my anxiety can get really bad. I don't know if you wake up in the middle of the night and have a lot of thoughts, but sometimes I just let the thoughts swirl. And although it was a gift to be a great communicator with people for 20 years, I just think at some point we have to remember that we need time off. We need time away and you don't have to answer every message and every call and every DM and every email that comes your way 24-7. Here are a couple things that are really easy that you can do right now to get better. Number one, take yourself off of group chats. I don't like group chats. I enjoy my friends and my family But the only time I use a group chat is like when we're shooting at five in the morning and there are six of us that need to get on the same schedule. I don't find them, you know, maybe on a wedding day if if it's like a group of bridesmaids or something, but I just don't find them to be very um, time. They're very time consuming and I'm trying to spend less time on my phone and more time in real life. When you are 40 and you come to the realization that you can't afford a home or kids or all these dreams that are really just societal norms that society puts pressure on us to have by now, maybe you have to stop and look at your life and reassess like what you might be doing that could be preventing you from being more successful. And then you might want to also reassess like where you're allocating your time. So I'm not afraid to go off of group chats. I honestly don't mind it at all. And I, um, I've talked to friends about this too. Like it's just, it's too much for me. It's like sensory overload. I think people also forget too, like when you become a public person, there are some of us that don't actually like being public and we enjoy being very private. If you listen to Tim Ferriss and see how he rolls He's much more private than even myself, but he does a great job of balancing out professionalism with being private, and I find it to be alluring. So again, number one, take yourself off group chat. Number two, take a look at how Tim Ferriss keeps his life pretty private, but also is a public figure, which is really admirable. He has these tactics that he has used, like he takes email off of his phone. He definitely prioritizes writing people back. Um, say on Twitter or puts his blog and newsletter out there. There are ways that he still connects with his super crazy fanatic audience, but he's putting a boundary up. And I find also that men seem to be able to do this a lot easier than women. So I just think when you hit the wall, and I don't know if you have already, like I'm so burnt out, I want the opportunity to have some things that many of my friends already have, whether it's a big fat savings account, a house, multiple homes, um, a really stable job. Maybe it's a child one day. 
you know, these are types of things that we're going to prevent ourselves from being able to achieve if we want them. You may not want these things, so make sure to prioritize this list around what you want as your goals. So again, take yourself off group chat, take a look at how Tim Ferriss keeps his life pretty private, but he still has access to his audience. He's very smart. And then one of the other things I've done is I prioritize my health with probiotics in my diet, as well as a daily, and then also a omega-3 fatty acid uh, daily supplement. You can get omega-3 fatty acids from things like um, walnuts or hemp seeds if you are vegan. Not to fear. If you're vegetarian or you're pescatarian, you can also uh, eat a lot of salmon. Flaxseed oil is a great supplement as well. The reason why I bring this up is because I do a lot of research. And this is one thing that is has truly been found to work is taking omega-3 fatty acids every day can help with your mental health and stability and alleviate some of that depression. And then um, classical music or piano is another great way to relax. What kind of music are you listening to every day? What kind of foods are you eating? And what type of content are you consuming You know, I also recently went on somebody's podcast. This is a little sidetrack note here where I digress, but I must say this. And I was appalled at how poor they treated me as a guest. I gave them hours of my time out of my day that I didn't really have. But they made money off of me and created me into some ploy of clickbait. Nobody above you will ever talk shit about you or try to make money off of you or exploit you. Nobody above you will ever do something calculated where they try to make you look a little bit less than. Nobody that is above you will ever come after you and use their very sad audience with their very sad comments to write hateful things about the guest and exploit others. When you do this, The universe takes notes. Karma is real. God, Buddha, Allah, whoever it is. Maybe it's some angel. But somebody's taking notes and I would highly recommend to those of you who are exploiting others for your personal gain. You could be doing this on YouTube, on TikTok, or on Instagram. Knock it off. When you get older, the shit won't age well. One of the other things I'd like for you to note on your list is to stop hanging out with mediocrity and those who cannot see and feel your greatness. You can walk away at any time from a job, a boss, a friendship, a relationship, a home, an apartment. I don't give a fuck if you're in a contract. That's what lawyers are for. Pay them. Work with integrity. I know that not everybody will live up to this ridiculous expectation that I have, but I know that you care because on Wabi Sabi, we often always talk about having integrity. I really believe that the only reason why I've been going on today for 15 years, well, we're on 14 going on 15, is because I do a great job and I know my shit and I study well. I do my work with integrity and grace. I'm grateful for the opportunities when they come my way. 
when somebody is going to promote me or help me with something, I will always give back to them 100%. Thank them for their time and say, what can I do to help you? So you set a boundary today. You don't need to feel guilty for taking care of yourself. Step away from those who use you, exploit you, make you feel like shit, talk poorly about you. If you read shitty comments about yourself, like I very painfully had to do last week, and it wasn't one or two, it was like 20, I recommend that you stop reading the comments and do something that will prevent you from looking at these again. So I made a promise to myself and my therapist and my partner that we are never going to look at comments again. And then the second part is to always know their audience before going on. I would never and never have in my life and very proudly so never written something poorly about another woman publicly anywhere at any time ever and not a gent or anyone else for that matter. I have too much integrity and I know the pain that I feel myself as a creative artist and writer and a journalist. And I so deeply wish I could understand where the train of thought is when people decide to tear others down. But don't you dare feel guilty for taking care of yourself and stepping away from writing everybody back on their crazy amounts of texting and DMing and WhatsApping. I will never forget when one of my best friends told me that her and her partner had several weddings that they had to go to over and over and over one season. And she, of course, was trying to say that I can't see you because I were totally booked out. And I will not take that personal. I often even have friends that just need a break in general from texting. And I will give them grace. I usually tell them like without even saying it, like, come back whenever you want. I'll be here for you. But I just think that the incessant amount of over texting and over posting and over sharing and constantly putting up videos and content is unbearable for 20 years. I know we've talked about this before, but you can limit the amount of shit you're posting, people you're writing back, and you never have to be guilty. Excuse me. You never have to feel guilty about telling somebody no. For my mental health and wellness, I have to take the omega. I have to do the exercise. I have to see my therapist. I have to go to bed early. I have to not, you know, I can't drink alcohol at certain times. I have to abstain. I have to make sure that I take good care of myself first. I also do want you to prioritize your exercise routine if you can. Even if you don't feel like it, try to make it a point to go for a walk if you can, even if it's just for like 15 minutes. Or do you have bands at home, like the uh, stretchy bands? You could just play with some bands or you could do 25 push-ups. Or you could also just maybe do a little bit of stretching with basic yoga, I just want you to get out of the mindset that you have to be on all the time and available all the time for everyone. You don't. You can also turn your phone off for a day or two or three. I know that when Cece, my cat of 20 years died, we shared in that episode um, 
that I had turned off my phone for multiple days in a row and it had felt so good. Unfortunately, I have not been able to do that since, but I dream of it all the time. You never know what somebody else is going through. Don't take anything personal is one of the four agreements. I don't feel like telling everybody all of my problems. I will refuse to do that. But I will tell you that it is important for you to be friends with easy friends. So make friends with easy friends. What does that mean? It means the friend that's like, oh shit, I can't make brunch today. I have an appointment that is going to run over time. I am so sorry. And the friend right backs, don't even worry about it. We can totally reschedule. Or that friend who says, um, you know, I have this event coming up. If you can make it eat great, if not, like not even a big deal. Like they take a lot of pressure off of stuff for you. At 41, man, I think that we all must go inward and make some better choices. You've got to put these boundaries up, but also follow through with them. You do not need to write anybody back. You do not need to call people back. You do not have to stick with your plans. It's okay as your friend group gets a little bit smaller, they get a lot wiser and a lot kinder because you're whittling down this big ball of clay to the most important friends that you sculpt into the life that you want. You do not need to be friends with everyone. I used to do that. It was fucking exhausting. I'm a friendly person, but nowadays, <laughs> I mean, I still say hi to me if you see me on the street in Brooklyn or New York, but I'm, I'm definitely just as like, while I slur my words here. I'm like focused on like studying my scripts at night that I have to like memorize the next day on building my network in New York on letting all my friends from New York know that I'm back and I'm ready to work on collaborations again. I'm ready to keep supporting women that really support me. That's women who return the favor. They bring me to their events. They share with me their work colleagues. They bring me in for meetings and I do the same for them. I'll always be there to give my closest friends advice on how to navigate the system because it is so hard for other women. But remember, it must be reciprocated. Your small friend group is very valuable. So choose them wisely and treat them well. And know that having a big group is cute when you're in college, but over time, that shit fades away. Let it go as the leaves fall from the trees this fall. Moving along, I would like to thank you guys for listening to the Wabi Sabi pod for almost six years. Totally free. Super excited to share with you guys more shit that's happening this year. Please subscribe to our newsletter on Flowdesk. And please make sure that you tell a friend about the pod and share it. That's how we can grow without ads. In reflection, I'd like to give you one last note to think about today. As you do not feel guilty about putting boundaries up, changing your life, or as my mom would say, shape-shifting. She says, oh yeah, cutie, her cat, she's like a shape-shifter. When she sits, she's like a pear shape. When she lay down, she's like a rectangle. 
Uh, also, this horrible group of women from a YouTube show that I did that I regret now. They wrote, like, how my accent with my mom made them cringe. And I personally think that has something to do with them and not with me. Because my mom is my best friend. She knows I do the accent on TV all the time. It makes me wonder what is up with people these days. (laughs) So while we lay under the stars at night, my partner and I sometimes have these long talks. And I said, I can't believe that the world has changed so much so that it feels like almost everything is just about consumerism. So culture is only shifted and shaped now by marketing and everything is about making money and I find that to be very sad as I go back to work with my fellow friends at the Japanese government which I'm so proud to have been doing for over 10 years now I want people to know that in Japan it's not that they're superior to us they're not we're all equal But I remember as a little girl going to Japan and just going to the hot springs to enjoy watching my parents, you know, enjoy a a Japanese beer. And then we'd all have a meal together with my grandparents. I remembered my mother and father taking me to Sekibutsu just to see the Japanese stone Buddhas. My grandfather used to paint with his impressionist paintings. And I remembered seeing the fall like autumn leaves changing. And just valuing this thing like nature and culture, life, religion, Buddhism, spirituality, whatever you want to call it, the essence of Japan lived through these little practices that we did together. And there was nothing tied to consumerism. But nowadays, if it's not a fashion show, it's some sort of a YouTube show. And if it's not a YouTube show, then it's some sort of a freak show. And All of these things are grabbing your attention because people are very thirsty for that at this time. But if we choose to go inward and we think about mushroom foraging in Japan, for instance, or learning how to cook a meal or taking a cooking class from a Japanese instructor, like I used to learn from Ando Sensei in Tokyo, Um, When I was little, I also remembered visiting my grandparents' house and sitting and having these meals with them. And nothing about those trips had anything to do with consumerism and money. So if you're following, say, like fashion show galore, or if your life is just all about consumerism, like marketing and PR and how do I make money? How do I get followers? How do I get famous? How do I... It's like, wow... I mean, have you ever stopped to think that life is not about a capitalistic society? And if it is shifting in that direction and we're all just a bunch of pawns in this game of marketing, then what do you offer the world like when you become who you really want to be? I mean, for me, even if you see me yeah, I am part of the machine. Absolutely. You guys know me. I'm the first person to admit my rights and wrongs. I would say this. At 25, I was on Home Shopping Network and I learned how to sell ice to Eskimos and rubber bands for 20 bucks each. Not really. It was like cheap jackets and like horrible fucking cookware and just like cheap shit. But I could sell it really well to anybody. And I had the gift of gab. And it was really easy for me to do. I don't know how. I just 
it was so innate. And I was so grateful, my hands and my heart, for HSN, Stephen Reardon, Dan Gibson, Bill Duggan, like my boys and my team there, Kara Collins, um, Christian Anderson, Hans Christian Anderson, Team Hardbody, we used to go out and play um, volleyball together. I mean, we had a blast. There are so many other women that helped me there that I really put my hand on my heart. And I think... But for me, it was a job to pay my bills so I could do all the fun stuff. So when you see me on TV, for me, going on and sharing cooking, wellness, beauty, culture, travel that I love with you on live TV, that is an extension of that little 25-year-old Candace who was at HSN who learned how to do anything on live TV. So for me, it's like a passion project and I love it. So my contribution is this, learning how to be excellent, an excellent speaker, an eloquent guest, a fabulous host, a great communicator, trying to improve people's lives with fun, funny, interesting, and useful segments where I hope to improve people's lives a little bit here and there. And that's it. You know, there's nothing else to it. So think about your life if you are feeling guilty for stepping away from your friend group, for going dark on people, for maybe taking a break. No, no, no. I don't want you to feel guilty. I want you to use the word no and exercise it with power and grace. I want you to make sure that you hang out with people that make you feel really good and that they support you. and They don't get mad at you if you have to change a plan or if you can't make the event. I mean, for many years, I got tormented by people to like go on trips and spend a lot of money. And what people didn't even recognize half the time was, number one, I was being watched by many networks, um, which always instilled a little bit of fear in me. And number two, I didn't have a lot of money to spend to go out on these fancy trips. And I did not have the freedom that others did with a nine to five job and their own health insurance and other benefits. I don't have any of that. I have to supplement that with my own small business on my own out of pocket. And while there are some months where I have to pay my entire team out and I haven't seen a check in a long time, while that is so painful for me to manage, and if any of you are entrepreneurs out there, you can nod your head. I know you know what it's like to write checks, to Venmo the shit out of everybody else's account, to Zell the shit out of them, and just drain your accounts. It's just par for the course. I'd like to think we're going somewhere, we're making progress, but I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. We don't know what the future holds. Like my old friend, Danielle Sherman, who's in real estate in Hawaii, used to tell me, Candace, I wish I had a crystal ball. (laughs) Because then we would definitely know when to buy, when to sell. But we don't. So we're all just trying our best. And give your friend that's fallen off a little bit a little more credit. They may have serious depression, mental health issues. They may have children. They may have to be on like a few hours of sleep. And just because somebody doesn't have children does not mean that they are not just as packed on their schedule. A lot of times people that don't have kids have to take the grunt for people that do have kids at work. And sometimes it's important to note to remember what your life was like when you didn't have children and vice versa. Like think about what it would be like to have children. 
and just do these exercises in your head so you can learn how to relate to other people and see every side. Because at the end of the day, I will leave you with this. Multiple truths exist in everyone's life. But if we can all be a little bit more gentle and kind with one another, not write shitty comments about others, uplift each other and support each other and give each other space, especially when they need it. That, that is a gift, having space and time. I mean, part of my job the next few days is to also relax too, so that when I go on camera, I just crush it. Have a good think on that. Have a beautiful week, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. As usual, please share this pod with three friends. Juicy. I have not seen your five-star review. It has been so long. If it's not on Apple, is it on Spotify? And if it's not on Spotify or Apple, is it on Audible? Let me know. I would love to read them out loud here on the Wabi Sabi pod. Sign up for my newsletter. And then also, will you guys nudge me in my comments on Instagram if you really want me to do a juicy Substack? Because I can write. I just have been in like a depressed, like sort of ping pong with myself on like what to do. (laughs) I'd like to call it the creative artist's rut of just like polarization because you just don't know which way to go. It's not a bad thing. It's totally normal. Remember, Vincent Van Gogh cut his ear off um, and also went insane. But his work was absolutely magnificent. We are all perfectly imperfect. Have a fabulous week. I'll see you on the Today Show on Wednesday. And thank you again for supporting this podcast from New York to wherever you are, you are loved and do not feel guilty for taking a break, setting boundaries and pretending to be Tim Ferriss. Ciao for now.